Welcome to Simply Woke, a podcast about awakening experiences. These are the transformative events that connect us to our spiritual selves and personal truths. I'm Alessandra Johnston, and each week I speak with a different guest about how they woke up, what happened, what they learned, and how it shifted their life. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hello and welcome to Simply Woke. My name is Alessandra Johnston and I'm your host today. So today I am doing a solo episode again because, well, life happened. I had all these interviews lined up and then they each got cancelled. One, because the holiday season got a little crazy and then my kids were sick and then I was sick and then my father had a horrible fall. He fell like 12 feet down an elevator shaft and landed on his left side. He broke some ribs, his shoulder, and shattered his elbow. So I went back to my parents' house, which is like four hours away from where I live, to see him in the hospital and to help my mom. He's had his surgery and now is on the mend. Anyways, that left me with no interviews, unfortunately. So I decided that I needed to continue because... When I started this project, I told myself that I was going to do a weekly show, and this is where I'm going with the flow and putting my faith into something greater than myself, and so I'm creating another solo episode, and here I am. But before I get into it, if you've listened a few times and you enjoy both the solo and the interviews, then please press pause for a minute and open up your podcast app and leave a rating and or a review or share it with a friend. This really helps the show to grow. So I'm sure you're curious about how my father actually fell down an elevator chute. My parents installed an elevator in their house about 10 years ago after my mom had knee surgery and could no longer do the stairs. Um, And so it's not a typical elevator in the sense that you press a button and you wait for it to come to you. With their elevator, you need to actually like physically hold the button until the elevator comes to you. However, my father didn't do that. And for some reason, he thought that the elevator was already on the main floor. And the locking mechanism obviously didn't work. So he stepped in. And instead of finding solid ground, he basically stepped into an empty shaft and he fell one whole floor, which is about 12 feet. And and, he, and it was dark, apparently. So he It was kind of this double whammy that he walks in expecting to find the elevator and plummets 12 feet into the dark. So my parents live about a four-hour drive from where I live. So I decided I would take the next day off work to go see how he was doing. And the whole day, I kept on thinking about how frightening and painful that experience must have been. I kept on running the situation in my head and I was imagining what I would see when I would visit him in the hospital. I imagined him all tied up to a whole bunch of cords and him lying there, pale skinned and in pain with a look of anguish on his face. Like I was picturing the worst possible situation. So much so that I was like even a bit hesitant to bring my kids in. But when I walked in, that's not what I saw. I saw my father as I always saw him sitting up in the chair next to the bed, surrounded by people and food. My father is the most generous man I know, and if you come to our house, be prepared to eat. And it was no different in the hospital. There he was, sitting up. Sure, he was pumped full of pain meds, but he was still offering the nurses and anyone who came into the room something to eat. He was in a hospital gown, of course, but the only thing that was broken was his arm. 
his spirit didn't seem broken at all. In fact, the very first thing he said to me was, you know what, Alessandra, I have to tell you, the angels are real. You know, I've always believed in them, but now I know. So, of course, I asked him, what was his personal proof? The timing, he said. It could have been so much worse. They don't necessarily stop things from happening, but the help is always there. That was my father's perspective of plummeting 12 feet in the darkness and crushing his left side. And this got me thinking about the importance of perspective. Because I'm sure you know someone in your life who would have experienced the same random accident and would have perceived the event completely differently. They would lie there in the hospital wondering, why me? Why did I deserve this? Why do bad things always happen to me? Why am I being punished? And so on and so on. Life happens, but it's all about what we focus on. And the problem is that we are creatures of habit. Our brains are programmed that way. There is probably a biological reason. It must save our brains a tremendous amount of energy to just keep on running the same circuits instead of creating new ones. So our thoughts get into a habitual pattern as a result, and we get stuck in the pattern so we don't actually see it. The way I see a thought pattern is kind of like this. A thought pattern is basically a thought that plays automatically in your mind, right? So imagine pacing five feet back and forth, and you repeat that pattern over and over and over again, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And if you do this day after day, eventually a groove will appear on the floor, And if you did this enough times, eventually that groove would turn into a hole and that hole will get deeper and deeper and deeper until you can no longer see out of the hole. And now you're stuck. A thought pattern is kind of the same thing. We get so used to the thought that we build up the walls around it that we can't even see a way out of it. So how do we get out of the hole? How do we take a situation and choose to see it from a different perspective? A Course in Miracles say that a miracle is a shift from viewing the world via our ego or our separated or small self to the way that the Holy Spirit wants us to see it, from the perspective of love or our higher self, that we can see the world as a dark and scary place, that we are bound to fall down a dark hole and crush our bones and be full of self-pity when it does. Or we can see that life is abundant and full of light. And when we do fall down a dark hole and crush our bones, we are thankful that it's not worse. And we can easily find the lesson in the hardship. But the truth is, we can't always stay super positive. Even for my father, he's going to have to come off the pain meds and he's going to have to take time to heal. He has a long road ahead of him and it's not going to be easy. So how do we shift our perception when things are crappy? When we're totally immersed in the darkness that can sometimes overtake our lives. How do we see the light when our mind is so full of fear and lack and hurt? First, you got to remember that everything is energy. So emotions, feelings, and thoughts are energy as well. And this energy moves through us in a variety of forms. The first time I really realized this was actually when I had a miscarriage about four years ago. My husband and I were not married at the time when I got pregnant. My family was super excited, but his his was not because they are very religious and we weren't married. His daughter, who was 12 at the time, had a very difficult time accepting the news. She wasn't sad by it. She was devastated. 
But I also learned that a former girlfriend of his had heard the news and she also was not pleased. So there were people in my life sending me good energy and some that were not. There were some people in my life that did not want me to have this baby. So when I lost the baby, part of me blamed them for energetically contaminating it. I know that that's not fully true, but I still felt anger towards them. At the time, my heart and my body was broken. I knew that I needed to heal, and healing I did. I learned that week what to do, how to effectively heal, let go, and move on. I really believe that when shit happens in your life, you got to give yourself permission to feel it. And that's what I did with my miscarriage. I took a week off and I allowed myself to feel all the feels, the sadness, the anger, the frustration, the, I wouldn't say envy, but I know that some people in the new age community are fearful of negative emotions because of the law of attraction says that like attracts like. But I believe that you have to fully transmute the energy. Otherwise, it will actually stay stuck and you will attract more. Feeling sad, anger, jealous, or just plain old blahness, any low vibe emotion sucks. It's horribly uncomfortable. And when it's really strong, it's downright painful. And when we've been carrying around this emotion for a while, we will do anything not to feel it. And so we numb through distraction or food or drink. But we got to do our best not to do that because this keeps the energy stuck and the funk will fester and begin to manifest in different ways. Stuck negative energy will make our body sick or we'll be blind to our own darkness and we start to spread it around by projecting it on others. So feel the energy and allow it to be. Give it space to exist within you. Take a few minutes to be present within yourself and notice where the energy is stored within you. Don't judge, just notice. Are you carrying it in your shoulders, your back, your stomach? Just sit quietly and allow the feelings of discomfort to be there. And also notice the thoughts that are popping up. What's the story that you've been telling yourself? Next, you have to accept and know that this pain and discomfort is temporary. Even if the funk has lasted a while, this too shall pass. After all, the light is in you and therefore will return because it doesn't actually leave. Accept that this is your current reality and that you will be okay with it. Surrender. And once you fully allow the energy to be given space to exist, it is time to let go and start the shift. One of the first things in shifting is asking for help. Ask the angels or spirit to help you. Of course, a miracle says that in order to receive a miracle, you just got to ask the Holy Spirit and it will help you. Simply ask not to change the situation, but how, but to change how you see it, to see the love or the lesson in it, to remove the blocks that are preventing you from seeing the truth, and then surrender and open. You have to be open to receive the new way of being. Release any and all expectations and let Source move through you and show itself to you. I have a book of prayers called Change Me Prayers by Tosha Silver. And they're full of really lovely prayers, but one of them is, Change me, Divine Beloved, into one who trusts where you guide me. May I always have the faith to follow your lead. Let me bless life's unfolding in all ways that are right for me. May I always trust you. May I always know that we are one. And so now that we're open, we need to release the energy that has pent up within us. And I believe that the best way to do this 
is by doing something physical and or creative, ideally both. This causes the energy to cycle within our body. It's no longer stagnant and stuck. It's starting to move so it can leave. There's nothing like a good workout, a wander in the woods, or expressing your feelings through writing or painting. Creativity and or physical movement helps us to turn down the mind chatter and let the energy flow. Something, anything for you to release the energy within. And the medium really doesn't matter. It's whatever you feel is most cathartic because catharsis or the release of energy to feel relief is exactly what we want. So for me, it's art journaling. The combination of writing, drawing, and while listening to music really helps me to get out everything I need. And not only does it get it out, but it also makes it tangible. Something that I can see, not just feel. And then the final piece is to forgive and be thankful for the lesson. And this one is tricky because when I lost my baby, I had to forgive a few people, mostly myself, because there were times in the pregnancy where, I'll be honest, I, I didn't want the baby. It was not, it, it was not a happy time just due to the timing. And there were moments where I, I didn't want it. And so I felt a tremendous amount of guilt and shame that I had had these thoughts that I believe, you know, contributed uh, a bit to, to the loss of my baby. And I also had to forgive those who I believed had energetically kind of contaminated. You know, the definition for forgiveness I heard once means to untie the knot. And that's exactly what you do when you forgive. You untie the energetic cord that has bound you to the person or the situation. And by untying or cutting the cord, you get your power back. And they are no longer keeping you connected to that energy. You have to let it go. So by forgiving, surrendering, and letting go, that releases some of the boundaries and we can more easily shift our perception. And then we can shift to a place of gratitude and reverence. I hope that this helps you when things are looking a little grim. The 15th century Persian poet Hafiz wrote, I wish I could show you that when you are lonely or in darkness, the astonishing light of your own being. Remember, the light is always, always there, for it is you. So see your life through its eyes. If you've enjoyed this episode, then please take a minute to rate and review it. Or if you have a friend that is going through a dark time and needs some help in shifting her perception, then please share this episode. Thank you so much for being here. In light and love, I'll see you next week.